Digital 410 Production proudly presents the What's in Your Head Podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head Podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's a Tuesday and Larry and I are kicking it live! Uh, Gordon is okay. out because he has a sore throat, uh, strep throat. Uh, anyhow, he sounds like Tom Waits with a bad sore throat. You cannot talk at all. Uh, so oh, no. he took the night off. But joining us here in Cape Coral, Florida, is returning to the show once again is local comedian and all-around good guy, Larry Venturino. Larry, what is going on, friend? Not much. How you doing, Don? Thanks good. for having me on. Ah, no worries, man. Thanks for coming on. So, yeah. uh, how was your Memorial Day weekend? Oh man, I don't even, it's like it went by. I have no idea what even happened. It was so busy with my kids. Like sport, like they had a football game. They had they work at the, the comedy club. I don't know what we played basketball. I don't know where I was. Like we did all these different things, and yeah, it's kind of just flew by. So what's going on at the comedy club? I know you guys got a pretty exciting show coming up here soon on uh, June sixth, right? Yeah, it's um, about a, a few weeks ago. I was asked to do the show. Um, it's for the LMAO uh, network. I guess it streams on Roku. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so it's like. Um, it gets out to like millions of different homes and, and whatnot, but it's like a live taping of a comedy show. There's like, I think there's like eight of us uh, that are on the show. They've done one other, um, they, they've done one other shoot for like local people. It was up in like Port Charlotte, uh, probably about a month or two ago. Um, and I think they've shot other places as well. Um, but now they're coming to the Laugh-In uh, Comedy Cafe in Fort Myers and we're doing a show there and I'm on it. So it's like everyone does like maybe eight to 10 minute sets. And then Jamie Morgan, uh, who actually owns the laugh and he's the, the headliner. So I think he does around 20 minutes. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be you, Jamie, AJ Wilkerson, who's been on the show before. He's a funny comic. He's uh, on TikTok and at captain autism, uh, Nathan, Nathan Wallace, uh, Ronan Wallace, uh, brothers. Uh, no. Yes. Perhaps. Maybe. Wallace. Or maybe even son. He looks pretty damn young. I'm yeah, a, it's his son. Th- that would be interesting. <laughs> Father-son show. I mean, yeah. it'd be interesting to see the comedy in there. Jason, uh, I'm reading like the super small. So forgive me, Jason. I'm like reading these super small fonts. Uh, it looks like Jason, either Dam or Dame. And it's Dom. Jason Dom. Jason Dom. And then Devin uh, Papanopoulos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Stacy Steele, the host. Yeah, I'm like reading a super small icon here. <laughs> That's that's super cool. I noticed the other day. Um, I know it was originally a TV show, but now I guess they have an entire sh- channel, comedy dot com or comedy com or something like yeah. that. Yeah, comedy TV or something. Yeah, comedy like, TV. It was like originally a TV show, and now they're making a whole um, channel out of it. And I know they have Comics Unleashed, which was a show in the early to mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to see. I mean, it's pretty sad that Comedy Central is much like, well, owned by the same people, so go figure. Much like MTV, they yeah. they're a channel that does pay music and or comedy. And when you and yeah. I were growing up, they were the Comedy Channel, and it was twenty four yeah. hours of like I don't know two to three minute yeah. stand up sets. And yeah, that, and like if it wasn't the stand up sets, it would just be reruns of Kids in the Hall. 
Yeah, yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> which is also awesome. But like, uh, like I, if you remember correctly, too, it was the Ha Network before Comedy Central. Uh, it was Ha Network, and then Comedy Channel, and then I think Comedy oh, yeah. Central. Yeah, yeah. So, but like you're right, they would constantly have different stand-up specials or just random like bits here and there. And that, like I was, that's where I got hooked on stand-up was watching all those uh, different shows all day long basically from you know being looking at elementary school and then of course you know being a big kids in the hall fan and watching them and and whatnot on that channel but now yeah it's like mtv like they don't really do much as far as funny things it looks like MTV was also the original owner of Ha. I'm looking at the Wikipedia right here. Unlike the Comedy Channel, which focused on stand-up comedy specials and clips of classic comedy feature films, Ha programming central largely on acquired off-network uh, simul- st- uh, sorry, situation comedies of the 1950s and 1970s. Some cable providers, particularly those owned by Viacom and Cablevision, carried the channel under a channel-shared agreement in which they would air on the same channel space for the fellow Viacom-owned blah, blah, blah. And then it looks like, um, yeah, it changed to Comedy Central and then was also uh, Comedy TV for a while. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I miss those days. I just, and, and then as it, I think, I think when it went from Comedy Channel to Comedy or, uh, Central, they still did a stand up comedians at first, but then they slowly inundated it with Saturday Night Live reruns. And then right. it slowly started going away from stand up comedy acts to. I wonder, yeah. now I don't know about this, and I would think the answer would be no, but you would probably know yeah. a little bit better. Did did stand-up comedians have uh, royalties of their content back in the 80s and early 90s? Oh, man, I, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I would, I would think so. If they, if they had something that was being played on TV, I would think, I, I would think that you would have some type of uh, publishing rights to the... Uh, or something if they're if they're playing your material uh you probably they can probably do whatever if you film for that show you know they probably have control over it but i'm sure they paid them something I well see that's think. what i'm thinking obviously if they're playing a um a stand-up bit like you did on hbo then hbo would get paid to royalties but like if you're in your early days they were filming like people sets from like you know um the improv and then um what's um Polly Shore's mom's join out in um, L.A. Um, uh, uh, the comedy store? Yeah, the, a lot of that early stuff was just like, you know, recordings of stand-up bits. So I wonder if maybe that's kind of what killed it. It was probably cheaper to pay for mm-hmm. one syndicated price for a half hour of ki- uh, Kids in a Hall or an hour versus Saturday Night Live versus paying the yeah. royalties on 43 different stand-up acts that you would pay in that half hour or that hour time slot. So maybe that kind of was it. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be people didn't have interest. I'm uh, my wheels are spinning because I was going to say I can't imagine it would be people didn't have interest in stand stand up comedy. Therefore, the ratings weren't there. But t- what yeah. tends to happen is people have interest in something, the ratings go yeah. up. Um, people who don't know what the hell they're talking about get involved, and then they change things, and then things fall yeah. in face. Kind of like how the Discovery Channel destroys every show they ever have on. Look at American Restoration. Yeah. <laughs> they killed that show. I know. Let's take yeah. a very popular show where people restore antiques and then take out the restoration process, and we'll just replace it with somebody drops off a cooler. Then we'll send Rick's son and hapless brother out to go pounce around a junkyard for 30 minutes and then have him come pick up the 
item without showing the restoration process and then season and a half later wonder why the show fell on its face. Yeah, the first yeah, two yeah. and a half, the three seasons that were super popular showed them actually doing the restoration process. I've said it on the show before, but it would be kind of like having Bob Vila's this old house, but without them actually working on the damn house, but instead having Bob yeah. go shop at Sears for 20 minutes. I don't think yeah. it would have had the long run that it, it saw all the while. Yeah. Right. What's and up, Chris have, Quentin? And now you have all these stand-up specials and stuff on like all the other streaming networks and our streaming whatever they're called yeah. uh, Netflix or prime or whatever. And so people obviously want to see these things. Um, yeah. But the sad thing is, you know, when it comes to like the Netflix, if you talk to the big, the big names who's had multiple um, specials on there, they'll say, you know, the first one Netflix wouldn't buy. And so I should go out and spend my own money, you know, create yeah. my own production company, make it on my own dime and then go back to them and then show them the finished product. And then they're ready to jump on board. Right, right. And so it's like almost if you already don't already have a decent following or immaculate credit and, you know, two houses to mortgage and three credit cards to max out, you know, how yeah. are you going to create that that special to then hope Netflix will turn around and pick up? And I found and I I heard like I don't know too much about this stuff too, but like the um like Amazon Prime and, and whatnot um you know, you can kind of shop almost like an indie film or indie short film or something to them. And if people watch it, they'll keep it on there. But if it doesn't have a certain amount of viewers, whatever, it, 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 it leaves pretty quickly. You know what I mean? I guess it would be like just like the movie theaters where you're in and out in one weekend. But, um, yeah, they want you to have some type of the thing to catch on a little bit. It kind of makes sense the- because there's only so much room on that dashboard. Obviously, they have all the room in the world on the servers, but let's be honest. How many times have you gone to Netflix, Amazon prime? Um, by the way, isn't it weird how Amazon and some of the other services, their dashboards are like impossible to use compared to Netflix. And I would, yeah. I would imagine that Netflix has a copyright on that layout, which is why everybody else is so different. You wouldn't think that something like that would make a huge difference, but it's like, I find myself fumbling around Amazon's like dashboard work to the point. Like after two minutes, I just log out and say, fuck it. Can't handle it. Yeah. But, yeah. but but my point being is since there's only so much um, real estate on that dashboard and most people don't actually go searching out for new movies, kind of yeah. like you said, if it's not picking up, they don't want to waste that landscape that either they're going to kick it out of the network altogether yeah. or they'll just bury it in a search that no one will ever look for. Right, right. So, yeah, who knows? How is but, um, comedy been lately now that things are opening back up? Oh man, like well, you know, we live in America. We live in Florida, so <laughs> and uh, things have been pretty open for a long time. Like we've been doing shows at the Laugh-In, what since last July, something like that. So I mean, they were closed for uh, I think seventy-one days from March to whatever seventy-one days is. So mm-hmm. is that May? May? June? I don't know. Um, and we started doing shows, and they were going by all the restrictions and making sure that they were safe and that so that when people did come, you know, they felt comfortable and that they felt everything was being taken care of. But um, Laughing was the first club uh, in America to reopen. Really? Uh, during the COVID. And um, so we did a show. I can't remember what we did. Um, I, I can't remember who the headliner was. Um, but there was like a few of us on the show. And there was a host. And then I think that was the first guest spot. And I bombed. And I was really um, <laughs> well. What's was it like? Really what's it like to take off an entire year 
You know, it's one thing if you're a stand-up who's been on tour, you know, you're doing yeah. shows once a week for like the last 10 years. But when yeah. you're when you're a stand-up who, you know, you're, you were slowly starting to get some shows in New York, you're getting a couple out in Vegas, yeah. and you're really starting to get some shows on your calendar and get some reps under your belt, and then all of a sudden, yeah. shit shuts down for eight months. Yeah. Well, yeah, well... But again, uh, Fort Myers, I mean, it was it was shut down for like a, a, a couple of months. And so there was a couple of months of not doing anything uh, except writing, uh, which was really good. And then I was doing some of the Zoom shows with that fan out in Los Angeles. So I was trying to work on some stuff. And, you know, I said I, I bombed the first guest that, that set because I was like so excited. Like I worked on all this new material. And I kind of did made a like sometimes I like to like take a risk and just do stuff that I think will work or whatever, especially if it's only like a guest spot and like people just weren't into some of the stuff that I had been working on. In hindsight, do you think that was a mistake coming out with a new material on a format that you've really never done before? You think maybe you should have brought up? No, I'm talking about, I tried, I tried it on, on zoom. I I tried it on the zoom show. Some of it worked. And I, when I did it live for the first time, it didn't, it didn't really do well at all. Hmm. Um, some, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. And maybe just, you know, it was just getting back into things. Um, cause since, uh, like I, you know, I've used some of that material and it tweaked it and it works now, but it was just kind of like a bummer that like, I was like really working hard. Like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna come out here like bright, like brand new stuff. And it was like, eh, People just weren't into it, so whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but it, it was just—it was fun just to be able to be down here and have an opportunity to do live shows pretty pretty much all this time because we keep on running into some of these headliners who are coming to the club or whatever, and they're like, "This is our my first weekend back in a year," and we're like, "Yeah, we've been doing shows all the t- this whole time." No, not to not to be a dick. Not to attack yeah. people, but I've been listening to Adam Krola's podcast forever. And all like last year, you know, he's going on, he's torn Texas. He's playing Florida. He's going to uh, Tennessee, basically doing a circuit of three states that are open. Yeah. And then he would have co- comedians come on the show and they're like, oh man, you're flying. Oh, that's. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. It's like so. It's like some of these cats are saying, "Oh man, I haven't had to, couldn't do a show for last year." It's like, why not? You coulda. Yeah. There's been yeah. venues that would have loved to have you in Florida. There are venues that would have loved to have had you in Texas. And anyone who listens to Joe Rogan knows that Austin's blowing up. There are like more, more and more comedians are moving out there. They're actually opening up more clubs. They're trying to make that the new town for comedy in the in the country. Yeah. Right, right. And so it's like maybe yeah. if your own you know, paranoia got out of the way a little bit. Now I understand comedians tend to be by nature, a little, little goofy, a little batshit, but you know, if your own paranoias weren't holding you down, you could have played after the first three months. Cause there was plenty of venues out there that were having live people. Yeah. yeah and they, I mean, they were still, these places, even though they were open, they were still under some restrictions. So they were playing it safe. I think everyone was being cautious. So you could do these shows safely and, and just kind of work at it. But yeah, I think people just wallowed in self pity waiting for, for someone to tell them that they were allowed to do something in this country. I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of that going on and that, that really concerns me, but, um, Oh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just batshit crazy. And once again, you guys got a, you guys have got a a show coming up on June 6th where you're, uh, you're recording for a network. It's actually, uh, the network television taping for the LMAO. 
Um, the yeah. LMAO Network taping with uh, Naomi Wallace, Larry Venturino, and Jamie Morgan. Um, basically, if you guys want tickets, head over to uh, laughingcomedycafe.com. If you yeah. can't figure out how to spell that, just Google Laughing Comedy Cafe, and it'll take yeah. you right there. You can add tickets right there. General admission's only $10. VIP's 15 bucks which seats you closer to the stage so Larry and company can make fun of you because that's what happens when you sit closer to the stage. What's up, John Kraft, tuning in. Hey, question for you. Um, Your kids, are are they 18 now or are they still minors? No, they're they're 15 and 16. Oh, great. They're still – I'm not getting all pervy. Here's the reason I ask. Um, Last year when COVID closed the schools down and we know how people feel about uh, schools being the vehicle for lunches for the community, did you get one of those EBT cards in the mail with the apple on it for the school kids or like basically taking the money that was allocated for school lunches and then giving it to parents so their kids could eat? Did you get one of those in the mail last year? I didn't get My kids are homeschooled. Uh, See? (laughs) See, you're one of those weird Christian people who homeschool their kids yeah. before COVID happened. Well, yeah, not even close. I, but, <laughs> but yeah, we do it for other reasons. But I'll just uh, play it with you. But yeah, it, like it actually, we were like, we lucked out, man. Like um, we were already doing this before everything shut down, and we we're like, yeah, we're just gonna continue to do our routine. And now, so we didn't have to worry about this stuff. Well, interestingly enough, now you homeschooled your kids. Were you guys on the Lee virtual program, or were you doing one of those in your own? Um, self curriculum things we do like it's not just not strictly self curriculum but it's like we use other different resources like khan academy and things like that um which is a good resource to like it basically has every class you can possibly take from like kindergarten to to senior in high school and even college prep stuff and blah blah blah. and um so we use a lot of that so it's like basically there's someone teaching them other than me, you know, but, um, and we work, a lot of stuff is on the computer, but it's basically just what I want them to learn or what we want to learn. So, cause what I didn't know before COVID is, um, the reason Lee County schools were so easily able to switch to homeschooling is well, yeah. I did know every kid at the schools, they get Chromebooks, but yeah. before COVID ever happened, um, as a way to help with parents who homeschool to help them um, find curriculum easier. They offered to Lee County distance learning. So you're technically a student of Lee County schools, but you weren't a student of any particular school. And so what happened was, is when COVID hit, they basically just made that distance learning available for all the students. And that's how we were able to transition so quickly. And then this year, the weird thing was, is you could either go back to school you could do distance learning or virtual learning. And I was like, well, what's yeah. the difference? Well, apparently if you're distance learning, you're still technically a student of a particular school so that if yeah. you decide to go back, you're not stuck on the waiting list due to the um, weird, super wide range of school choice we have here. But if you parents made a mistake and not knowing the difference and they signed you up for virtual schooling, then you were no longer yeah. a student of that school. And if you decide to go back, if there was no room on that waiting list, you couldn't go back to the school you wanted to go to. But anyhow, yeah. bring all that rigmarole up is because of this. Um, last year when the distance learning started, we got, we never signed up for it because we wouldn't have been eligible for it anyhow, but we got this EBT card in the mail and had an apple on it. And it yeah. apparently is because so many students rely on schools to feed them sure. that uh, part of the COVID thing was is basically every student who's enrolled 
their parents are going to get one of these cards. And I think mm. the thing had, I don't know, between two and 400 bucks on it. Okay, cool, whatever. Let's go buy some food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, school's going to yeah. be over in like three weeks. And in the mail today, we got another one of these cards. <laughs> and so we went to activate it, which, by the way, for those of you who want government to run things, the website was not working. Imagine that. <laughs> And so poor Carrie had spent like 35 minutes but switching between phones, computers, trying to get the website to load. And there's an 800 number on here, and I call it. Long story short, and the reason I bring this up, after setting up the key code and checking it out, it's like, thank you for enrolling in the system. Your balance is $20.46. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's like, first off, I've wasted more. I've lost more money in that in the time that I was trying to set this card up. Second of yeah. all, with hyperinflation, you can't even go to <laughs> Tropical Smoothie, get three quesadillas yeah. and three smoothies for less than $37.11. So what yeah. kind of food you're going to buy at Publix? Maybe a block of cheese and some bread? And yeah. maybe some peanut butter, and it's going to come out to $19.87. Oh so it was like, why even send the cards out? I mean, once again, I didn't enroll f- enroll in it, and I'm sure somebody will happily have that 20 bucks. but it's like, really? Yeah. It, between the mail, the setup of the computer system, and all that time, it's like, 20 bucks, Really? It's kind of an insult even. I just don't send the card out. Keep it. <laughs> I don't want your $20. Oh, my God. Yeah. How are your kids when it comes to doing family adventure type stuff and getting away from technology and getting out of the house and stuff? Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Look, they actually were, um, you know, they didn't have phones as early as a lot of the kids did. Mm-hmm. A lot of other kids did, like their age, like and so and and of course now they're they use them a lot and blah blah blah. Uh, but it's like different things are restricted on there. But um, they're pretty good. Like, we are able to travel a lot and go different places. And a lot of times we don't use any of that stuff or they didn't work using it. But we'll travel, you know, like I said, to Vegas or California or we're going up to Rhode Island in New York and stuff like that. And uh, they're, they're up to do anything, up to hang out, um, see people, hang out, go diff- do different, like, adventures and stuff like that. So, they're, you know, they want to have fun and, and do those kind of things. They're not just, like, completely reliable reliant on on technology in fact when i just say no we're not using that right now they'll just they'll just put it away and they'll you know they're fine without it so well the reason i bring it up is um it was memorial weekend and we really didn't plan too much and then yesterday we got a wild hair because I have a kayak and I've been kayaking around my neighborhood and we were yeah. interested in, um, you know, perhaps getting a tandem kayak for the family. But before you invest that sort of money, we thought, we're like, well, let's go rent one. So we grabbed my kayak yeah. and I grabbed the kid and Carrie and we ran up to um, Astero River, to Astero River yeah, Outfitters. And we rented yeah. a tandem kayak and we were having a good time and it was all good, but... Um, I discovered my daughter has about an hour and a half attention span before she's wanting to get back on the Xbox. Yeah. So yeah. we rented, we like rented it for like three hours, an hour and a half in. She's like, okay, we got to go. This is getting boring. My butt hurts. It's like, no, <laughs> sometimes to experience life, you got to deal with discomfort yeah. and your butt hurting being one of them. And for those of you who've never been on a stair river, it's a lot of it's like closed in. Like you feel like you're in the Amazon. It's like five more years. You're not going to be able to get through here unless somebody comes through with a chainsaw. And, yeah. We're rowing through there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, speaking of Xbox, man, this would be, like, the perfect backdrop for, like, some video game. And it's like, I told her, it's like, open your eyes and look around. 
yeah. You know, yeah. there's people like living in like nowhere, Illinois, or yeah. you know, nowhere, Iowa. You know, just sitting out on their farm, just staring out their corn crops, just wishing they could be on a kayak paddling down the river in Florida right now, which by the way, most people who live up North save up all their Christmas bonuses, vacation bonuses. And they, they spend a shit ton of money just to spend a week down here in the wintertime. Right. You know, the Xbox will be there when you get home. I asked, I said, are you you suffering from a fear of missing out? You're not missing out on anything. (laughs) Call of Duty will be all right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but it's just like, yeah, we, we do that stuff too. We we love the Estero River. Like we go to we go to Estero River Outfitters mm-hmm. and we'll kayak for a few hours and stuff like that. Like we've made it miles, uh, like miles out. I think it's four miles out to Estero Bay, and then you get to turn around. Yeah, we I went to. Went, I think we went there to- once. What? We went two miles out before we turned around because it looked like it was going to rain. But yeah, I got to looking on Google Maps. Like, holy shit! If we would have went another couple miles, we would have been out in the bay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's and it's really beautiful. They love doing stuff like that. Um, like my older son will bring his fishing pole sometimes when we go uh, kayaking as well, and they're fine with being out there. They love that, so uh, they're okay not being on the Xbox for a while. So now we were talking about Netflix a little earlier, and we have a thing on here we call the Netflix binge worthy or not so binge worthy um, for the mm-hmm. week. See that production value? See that? Um, yeah. Are you remember? Are you familiar with the old Jimmy Stewart movie Rear Window? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen probably bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you haven't seen bits and pieces of it, you've seen references to it because The Simpsons did their version of it. But for yeah. those you plan on home, Rear Window is the 1954 American mystery thriller, thriller <laughs> directed by Alfred Hitchcock and written by John uh, Michael Hayes, based on Cornwell Woolrich's 1942 short story. It had to be murder originally released by paramount pictures to film star jimmy stewart grace kelly which man gotta go back and see some screenshots of that uh wendell Corey, (laughs) thelma ritter and raymond burr every time i think of raymond burr i think of the beastie boys song Uh, yeah anyhow the plot is a recuperating uh from a broken leg professional photographer lb uh jeff jeffries there's an original name is confined to a wheelchair in his apartment in greenwich green greenwich village manhattan his rear window looks out onto the uh courtyard of the other apartments during an intense heat wave uh, which makes sense because with the heat wave backed in, no one had AC. Everybody opened up their windows, opened his blinds, yeah. and now you can see in. Long story short, he starts watching people, and he thinks he witnesses a murder. So just yeah. to uh, bring everybody up to speed, here's a quick version. Somebody actually made a modern-day trailer of it because the original trailer was <laughs> garbage. But here's a modern-day trailer, which is actually pretty cool. I can smell trouble right here in this apartment. First you smash your leg, then you get to looking out the window. See things you shouldn't see? Trouble. There's something big going on somewhere. It's a big night. Well, it's just an old run-of-the-mill Wednesday. It's opening Every time night I hear Jimmy Stewart, I think of, uh, of LB, Dana Carvey. <laughs> oh, oh, Dana Carvey. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went out several times last night in the too. rain carrying his sample case. Well, he's a salesman, isn't he? The salesman's looking out of his window, you see? It's no ordinary look. That's the kind of a look a man gives when he's afraid somebody might be watching him. There's nothing to see. There is something. I've seen it through that window. I've seen bickering and family quarrels 
and mysterious trips at This thing goes on for a minute and a half, but you get the idea. Kind of like I said, he thinks he witnesses a murder, and it being an Alfred Hitchcock movie, chances are maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. And I said as f- earlier, um, it even goes as far as The Simpsons kind of did their own version of it. Art, I'm really sorry I've been ignoring you lately. I got carried away with being popular. But now that I'm unpopular again, I want you to know I'm here for you. You can start making it up to me right now. Flanders is leaving the house. I want you to sneak in there Bart and bring me back leg. some evidence. He's been watching out the window, been watching Flanders. <gasps> a human head! Thinks Flanders is a murderer. Yeah. Oh no, he's back. Flanders is back. Lisa, get out of there! No, Lisa, don't go upstairs! You'll be trapped! <laughs> an axe! He's got an axe! I'll save you, Lisa! Oh! And so Carrie likes a lot of horror movies, and so we have two different Netflix accounts, and um, since she likes a lot of horror movies, the suggestions to her are different than the suggestions on my account. And the yeah. suggestion for a movie starring, um, I always get her mixed up. I always want to say Amy Schumer, but it's not. It's the other Amy. It's Amy Adams. Uh, this video uh, suggestion pops up called The Woman in the Window. Yeah. Uh, the plot. Um, let's see. Uh, Woman in the Window is a 2021 American psychological thriller, which was directed by Joe Wright from the screenplay by Tracy Letts, based on the 2018 novel by the same name. I have some protests against that. Um, the film follows a, uh, agoraphobic woman, Amy Adams, who begins to spy on her neighbors, Gary Ullman, Fred Herrick, and, uh, Julia Moore, and is witness to a crime in their apartment. Oh, and, wow. And Original. so, and so Carrie starts watching this movie and here's the trailer for this, this lovely cinema. Oh, no, that's the Army of the Dead. That's from the previous week. My bad. Um, Mr. Ward. Oh, look, uh, after that setup, I like to make- failed. Oh, wow, this is embarrassing. Where is my... Oh, apparently I didn't pull up my sounder. Anyhow. Yeah. It's, I'm watching this movie, right? And I'm like three minutes in, and I see her staring out the windows. I'm like, this is that Jimmy Stewart movie. <laughs> yeah. So. It's original. Yeah, so, and Carrie's like, no, this is based off a book. And we're watching it, and she's staring out the windows, and she's giving names to each person, and then she meets the neighbor, and she's agoraphobic. She can't leave the house, and then she's watching, and she thinks the neighbor murders his wife. I'm like, this is the Jimmy Stewart movie all all, all over again. Uh, produced by 2000, uh, Fox 2000 Picture, the last film released under the label. Hmm, that's not a good sign. <laughs> the film was originally yeah. scheduled to be theolatic, the- Theater, theater, I can't pronounce this word. Theater, theaterically released by 20th Century Studios on October 2019, but was delayed in May 2020 due to the re-editing after poor testing screenings. Hmm. Well, when you have yeah. a movie that's based off a book that clearly ripped off Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. uh, the theatrical release was later canceled due to COVID-19. Um, and its rights were sold to Netflix, which released the film in May 14th of 2021. Upon release, the film received scathing reviews from critics for most criticisms aimed at Wright's depiction of the screenplay, though the cast are in praise. Now, through all of this um, criticism, not one person has bothered to even say this is a direct rip off of Rear Window. But yeah. hey, if you guys don't like to watch black and white films and you want to get an updated version of 
the all, you know, because this is the new Woke Nate world, the all-women cast version of Rear Window. Go on Netflix and watch The Woman in the Window. Um, If you let go of the fact that it's a direct ripoff of Rear Window and you just take it for what it is, it's just a something to watch it really wasn't that bad of a flick i just had to let it go <laughs> this thing was yeah. rear window rip off and just uh check it out so um after you've already watched army of, uh, army of dead which that's another yeah. brain dead show we talked about it yeah. last week have you seen that one no i haven't it's basically uh, another zombie movie uh the only difference is is um remember the original zombie one of the original zombie movies from the 80s where the zombies was actually a creation of the military yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a spinoff of that where the only difference is is like if on the new one if you get bitten by the military zombie you become a yeah. you become a smart zombie who can communicate but if you get bitten by one of the the subcategory zombies then you just become one of the brain dead zombies that walk around like all the other zombie movies and so there's two different categories of zombies and it basically takes place in las vegas um, vegas has been walled off the united states is going to drop a a low yield atomic bomb on it to wipe them all out. And then it turns out, well, yeah. we got to get the money that's in a safe below one of the casinos before they drop the a bomb and hijinks ensue. So <laughs> after you watch that show, um, if you want to watch another rip off movie, go check that one out. <laughs> They're all rip offs. No. no one's going to even know. Like, like seriously, like, you know, our age, we know about Jimmy Stewart. We know about those movies and stuff like that. To be honest, if I saw that movie, now, the, the the new woman version of mm-hmm. of Rare Window, like I I might not have caught on as fast as you. Like you know, I'm not like I'm not a complete like I don't know tons and tons about like some of the old movies. So I might not catch caught on, and I bet you they're banking on the fact that the majority of people would not catch on that they completely ripped off these movies and are just redoing them. You know? Well, to give credit to where credit's due, the only reason I knew it was a Jimmy Stewart show is because for some reason in middle school, we, I don't know if I had, it was, he was a video file or whatever, but he made us watch, one of my teachers made us watch that. And then obviously I remember seeing the Simpsons version. And so yeah, I had yeah. two points of references in my brain, the whole theory of having a broken leg or the inability to leave your home and then watch. And, and even in this movie, is she using binoculars? Yeah. No, she's pulling out a, a zoom lens. Uh, CLR camera, so it's like right there. I'm sure it's not a ripoff. It's called an homage. But back, yeah, to, yeah. But you said something interesting, and I've actually heard this. Um, even though everything's shot in digital, with the exception of like artsy films, so yeah. hypothetically you're saving money on film, but your high end stars cost so much money nowadays. Um, because movie has become such a business model. That basically all the big uh, movie houses, they do not want to risk doing any um, original ideas. And so basically right now they are only developing um, projects that are based off of existing um, licenses. Um, Even though we had that movie a few years ago with the boxing robots and the guy who played uh, X-Man, Wolverine, they are making a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Because yeah. it's already an existing license. They're making an uh, Uno movie from the card game. Uh-huh. So, like, literally, Hollywood has gotten to the point that they don't want to, with the exception of, like, the independent, quote-unquote, guys, the big picture house. That's why ju- they're just flooding the market with these fucking superhero movies. 
um, these yeah. Fast and Furious movies, these movies that have names from toys. Um, like the Battleship movie had nothing to do with the game, but it was a title we all knew, and so they're relying on that. And, of course, as we learned with John Cena, apologize in Mandarin Chinese because a majority of these movies make their box office money over in China because the in-theater movie experience is so popular over there compared to here that they make three to four times the amount of money in the theaters over there that most of our movies, basically, before they get released, they have to go and, like, not obviously not all, but, like, all the big-name movies, all the big powerhouses, they basically get viewed by, like, the Chinese ratings board, and they'll make suggestions. That's yeah. why, and that really started, remember when they remade um, Red Dawn? Yeah. The original yeah. Red Dawn, the enemies were Russia and China. Well, yeah. can't offend the Chinese. They, I think it was Russia and Korea or something else. And they, they actually had to go back yeah. and reshoot it because it was originally shot under the original script, and they had to go back and take all the Chinese logos out and, like, put in Korea or something else. But as a comedian... Yeah. Uh, you deal with the woke movement, right? And people well, always ask you. People always ask yeah. you, well, "What's it like to be a comedian in the time and day when people get offended?" Yeah. I got a new segment. Uh, we're going to break out today, even though Gordon's not here to enjoy it. Um, this is the Digital Four Tens up uh, week and woke. Here we go. Yeah. And now this week's list of common words or phrases that are no longer acceptable in woke society. Dead naming. Misgendering, transgenderism, transgendered, trans woman, trans man, homosexual, sexual preference, sex change, mom, dad, he, she, master, slave, whitelist. Blacklist, peanut gallery, grandfathered, grandfather claws, gypped, jip, spirit animal, old people, chairman, salesman, policeman, bipolar, OCD, PTSD, schizo, Psycho, tone deaf, afflicted by, suffering from, victim of mental illness, normal. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, normal is on that list. And now this isn't anything I made up. This is from a website. You have a question about any of those I can answer for you? <laughs> there any of those not make, does, you know, I can kind of get maybe slaved or enslaved if we're really, really trying hard. Yeah. But peanut gallery was one that struck me as weird because not me so much, but my parents' generation, they grew up watching Howdy Doody and the kids in the audience referred to as the yeah. peanut gallery. But yeah. apparently in 2021, peanut gallery is offensive and you shouldn't use it in your daily use. Peanut gallery. <clears throat> this is a classic term and racist phrase that dates back to the late 19th century. Originally, this term was to describe the cheap seats in a the theater. Okay. Where's the race coming yeah. to that? However, <laughs> yeah. it was also used to describe the upper balcony seats in the segregated theaters. A far word, a far better word, is heckler. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, 
don't use peanut gallery in your act. I know you have like four or five jokes. I know it's been overused by comedians, but get rid of peanut I gallery. Remember, I, remember I had a teacher in high school that would say, like, uh, when people were talking, like, enough from the peanut gallery in the back or something like that. They were, if someone chimed in about something mm-hmm. or it wasn't, or they were just kind of like uh, talking out of turn or whatever, he would he would use that. I mean, he probably should be murdered at this point. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he'll be murdered just for being an old old person. Old and he people. Was white. He was white too. So old people. <laughs> old people's on this list is number sixteen of twenty one. When it comes to talking about age, it can be a bit touchy. The term "quote old" can seem to be a pejorative, something that is obsolete or uh, decrepit. Some don't like the word "senior" or "elderly" either. One course accommodation or foreign, I'm sorry, one force of common, uh, common to, God, I can't read tonight. Maybe it's the uh, bourbon and the beer I've been drinking. Uh, the connotations are formed by how cultures see aging. Simply adding ER at the end of, of old, as in older, can so often soften it. Really? We're at the point now where older is preferred over than old. Yeah. Also, signifying the actual age range you're talking about, 75 and older, say, mm. negates the need for words like old or senior. Yeah. So, wait a minute, time out, hold up, stop. What are we supposed to call 12th graders in high school? I don't know. Those are the older students. It's starting well, to feel like I, a... I, so- yeah, someone just told me the other day that uh, I, I said something, oh, my son's going to be a sophomore, and apparently that word isn't supposed to be used anymore. So I don't think we should be – you're supposed to be using 10th grade, 11th grade. I'm going to write grade. that down, and we'll add it to next week's yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, because that – yeah. I mean, you can't be using throwing the word sophomore around. I mean, come on. Now, when it comes to chairman, salesman, or policeman, I haven't read the reason why, but I can only assume the word man is in there, but let's find out. Although many are now aware that police officer is better than policeman, it's important to be sure your terminology is general neutral when talking about other occupations. In parentheses, you want to be careful with freshmen or underclassmen. Well, sophomore doesn't have the word man in it. You can choose first year and sophomores instead. Aha, condon, condon. Contradiction here. <laughs> Here's another one. Um, I can kind of understand schizo and psycho because that can be seen as a obscure slang for people with a psycho psychological yeah. issue. Yeah. But with all the people claiming to have bipolarness and um, OCD on Facebook, because like remember, like when we were kids, no one had OCD, but like. Eight and a half years ago, everybody started putting memes up on Facebook, and now everybody and their grandmother has OCD. Yeah. yeah. Um, bipolar, OCD, PTSD, schizo, and psycho. Yeah. It's best to simply never use any of these words. So, wait a minute. If you're in the military, are we supposed to go back to shell shock? Yeah. Or, yeah, is that better? Not yeah. to rip off George Carlin completely, or how about battle fatigue? Yeah. <laughs> it went from shell shock to battle fatigue. 
Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. It's best never to simply use any of these words in any way to describe an everyday or casual occurrence. Okay, I can agree well, with that with PTSD. I can agree with that because there's... Yeah. So, yeah. I, but, what if, but, what if, but what if someone's an actual psycho? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What if, like, they put pineapple on pizza? Like, what else are you going to call them? Psychos. You know what I mean? As an example, Larry, my computer is being bipolar today. You could potentially insult a person who has been diagnosed with any of these mental health issues or conditions as someone who knows someone who has. Now, that's the true outlier of this. They're not worried about... Who is a comedian? Speaking of words you can't use anymore. Who's a comedian said, you know, for those of you who get offended when you call someone a retard... You're not yeah. offending the retarded person because they're too retarded to understand what you're talking about. You're offending yeah. the parents of the person. This is kind of right here, the very last one, or someone who knows someone who has. Yeah. So they're more. Well, you know what? Yeah. You know, somebody knows somebody that has something and everything. So, I mean, to where should we, we should just not talk anymore. Just like everyone just be mutes at this point, I guess. Well, as a comedian, you know more than anybody. A joke is funny until that mirror is reflecting back on the person who understands those conditions. You'll have somebody yeah. laughing at your jokes, and then you'll say something that strikes a little bit too close to home, and all of a sudden, you're not funny as you were two and a half seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a uh, there was a I, I saw recently an audience member came up to one of the comics that was on the show and said that they really liked their show until they talked about a certain religion that that person happened to be and now they were completely offended and they didn't enjoy the rest of the show that wasn't necessary to talk about why what like why how, how do you know that that comic isn't that same religion or you know whatever it doesn't even matter um you you, you can't talk about just because it relates to you your life you can't talk about it you know what i mean mm. you don't know me i don't know you if i if i say something how do you know i I'm not talking about something that was close to me or joking about something um, that's something that happened to someone in my family. And this is the way that, that I cope with it or whatever is by joking about it on stage or whatever. You know, you don't know one person to the next. Yeah, like a you good old molestation uncle joke. I mean, you don't know that didn't happen yeah. to me. <laughs> or half the people in our those. neighborhood growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have several yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> Normal. Normal was number 21. Mm-hmm. What's normal doing on this list, you ask? Too often, it's used as a label while differentiating data or behavior. If someone's evidence of, quote, normal behavior or all those that don't, quote, abnormal, the word, I'm sorry, the word uses or the word usual or typical works better. So basically, because there's so many people See, as a generation extra, this confuses the living fuck out of me. We come from a generation who was raised to question authority and question answers because a lot of our parents were hippies, and they they were going counterculture against their parents who were World War II vets. And then, obviously, if you if your parents are hippies and you want to counterculture them, the earliest form was to swing hard right and be a '80s Reagan yuppie. <laughs> But then the the 80s and 90s was uh, Generation X. So we took pride. You as someone who was in a straight-edge punk band, you took pride in 
being a counterculture of counterculture. Punk rock is yeah. super counterculture, but by definition, a lot of punk rock was based around drugs, drinking, and anarchy, but the straight edgers was the counterculture to that. Yeah. It just like to me, it, I thought it'd be, I, I was more attracted to being a quote unquote nonconformist. So I intentionally listened to music that no other people listened to. I dressed the way that I wanted to. I never owned a pair of, um, I never owned a starter jacket. I never owned skids. I never owned a pair of bib overalls. Um, I never owned a pair of Jordans. I never owned a pair of Reebok pumps. I was wearing skateboard shoes and all through my career. So I, you know, it's so funny now that you see kids wearing Thrasher magazine shirts who one never even seen a Thrasher magazine because I don't know if they're still in print, but two never even stepped foot on a goddamn skateboard. Longboards don't count. Longboards are skateboards for people who can't skate. I've said it. And yeah. I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. But it's so weird to see people getting offended by the word normal because they may not be normal. Well, whatever happened? Yeah. Speaking of sixties and seventies terms, why don't you all bring back the phrase, let your freak flag fly? Yeah. I mean, why are you so upset about not being normal? Who the fuck wants to be normal? You should not I tell be. I my kids that all the time. I said, don't be normal people. Don't be regular people. Do something special with your life. Do something different. Be your own person. You know what I mean? And they're fighting against a bunch of, the whole world that's basically all everyone has to be exactly the same right now. And I don't know. Well, uh, and the yes. funny thing that, that comes from that is, um, there is such a large group of people that are so easily offended mm-hmm. to the point you and I are big on TikTok right now. Well, I mean, you're big on TikTok, but we're big into TikTok. And you know, one of the f- problems Facebook had was people would read headlines, but never the story. Yeah. Well, TikTok has its own equivalent. It's called they re- they watch 60 seconds of a video and not the whole, I'm sorry, 10 seconds of a 60-second video because, you know, 60 seconds is yeah. way too fucking long. And so yeah. people don't watch the video to its full conclusion to get the joke. And yeah. then they, they get offended by it. And so what that does is that opens up this whole new realm of troll videos <laughs> where people like yeah. yourself, and I, I yeah. don't do it as much as you, but I have one or two of them, where we get yeah. these array, outrageous amount of views and flack by intentionally posting a video that if you took 60 seconds, watch it, watch it a second time and process what's being said, you'd realize yeah. that it's a joke. But people right. just, they don't get it. And one that is still blowing up for me was the one, well, it really wasn't a troll video per se. It was a truthful video, but... It's the one where I was talking about the service times, where I, I yeah. duetted that guy. That, yeah. So, not so many people. I haven't checked the numbers, but I was talking about this last week. This is a perfect example of how ca- culture, cancel culture would work if you worked at a, like, let's say I worked at a corporation that was ran by, you know, the new woke people. Yeah. They would see these comments, and I'm getting like, oh, my God, people hate this guy. Look, they're calling him an asshole, telling him to be, he needs to be a human, calling him a jerk. Look, there's 123 people. We need to have a sit-down and talk with him. Wait a minute. You want to have a sit-down and talk because 123 people call me an asshole, yeah. but yeah. 10,000 people saw the video? So out of yeah, 10,000 people, 493 of them liked it. Yeah. 238 made a comment. And now that 238, 153 of them call me an asshole, and you're concerned about those 150 people. You're not concerned about the fact that 
8,973 people could give two shits or fuck about the video that they didn't even bother to hit the like. <laughs> but yeah. you're, you're worried about out of the, the 200 people who did like it. There's 153 yeah. people who are offended by it. And that's yeah. how people lose their job because we're given too much of a... now. Uh, I'm going to actually use the dictionary definition of the word minority has nothing to do with race. Minority means a smaller amount of the smaller number of an over large people. Now minority just means race and um, income. But no, in this case, we're talking about a minority of people out of everybody who saw that video. They're, they're speaking up They're They're speaking the loudest and it's so ridiculous, but you did some great ones where you intentionally just put up false information and yeah. people are like so outraged, like this guy don't know what he's they're, talking about. They've lost their minds. It, like, it, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I just kind of like wanted to go that direction. I, I started with one video with uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela, uh, Pamela Anderson, and they saw how people just lost their minds that the information in that video wasn't accurate. And I acted completely serious about it. And like, even I respond to every comment on TikTok if, unless I miss it somehow. But I respond to every single comment somebody makes, to even if it's a minimal con- a comment. Or at um, least put a like. Even I, if somebody calls you an asshole, just put a heart next to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, like, just the comments, just just call them, like, that I'm so stupid and I have no idea what I'm talking about. If I did any research, I'd know that what I put was not true. <laughs> and, you're, you, dude, you're losing your mind over a TikTok video. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that video has six hundred and seventeen thousand views right now. My personal one so, was the uh, how your pool was where they shot the cover for the Soundgarden. <laughs> yeah. Was it the Soundgarden yeah. uh, baby in the pool album? Uh, I, said, I said Foo Fighters. Yeah, I said Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters instead of Nirvana, and that has I think two hundred and seventeen thousand views right now. And people that didn't that didn't hit as bad. Because of the, the, the Dave Grohl the transition. Video. When I said I said Abbey Road was in Fort Myers, people from all over the world, like especially <laughs> in Liverpool, England, just bashing America and all these other things, like how stupid I was and, and blah blah blah, really losing their shit over the fact that I was saying Abbey Road was in Fort Myers. <laughs> and but then when I did when I did the uh, Nirvana uh, Nevermind one. Um, some people got pissed, but a lot of people are, are playing along, and they'll 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 oh man I I thought that was Alice in Chains or like whatever it was, and they kind of they know that it's a joke, uh, but some people are just I think there's so many people are mentally ill man like I'm not trying to joke about it but there's so many scary people psychos uh-huh. you know the word you're not supposed to use they're psychos Schizo. if you're losing your mind over a TikTok video you're a psycho. I remember yeah. the, one of the first videos that I had that went semi-viral, and I think it's up to 600,000 views. I, I think viral was like a million or more, so I'm going to say semi-viral. And it wasn't even a troll video. Some guy, he's a great singer and a guitar player. He did Cage the Elephants, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. And he said musicians yeah. duet this. But anybody yeah. who knows that song knows that there's only one instrument up until the first chorus. And yeah. that first... Uh, the first part of that song is six. The chorus doesn't kick in until like 59 and a half seconds. And so yeah. he's singing this beautiful version of ain't no rest for the wicked. He's playing his guitar and he said, musicians do what this. And so I went out in the garage, I threw my bass on and I'm pretending like we're, we're playing on Saturday night live and you know, the camera's coming around and, and I'm just going along and I'm ready to play. And as soon as that note gets ready to hit and it cuts to commercial. 
because yeah. the video ends. They hadn't yeah. got to that point of the song where the bass kicks in. Yeah. Just because you own a bass don't mean you're a bass player. Oh my God, he didn't even play a single note. What's wrong with this guy? Oh, I waited this entire time for that. And then other people are like, um, are you guys familiar with the song? There is no, the bass doesn't kick in until after the... And so, and like all these people were angry. I sat through 60 seconds for that. He didn't even play yeah. a note. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, oh my God, these people are fucking dumb. Did they? N-? And, and there's a few smart people like, that's kind of the joke. There is no bass line. This guy's asking people to duet a song that has no other instruments until after the video ends. That's the joke. But I don't engage people because as you know, if you want a video to go viral, especially on TikTok, the best videos to go viral are the ones that cause the people who watch it to argue amongst themselves. Cause every time they go back for rebuttal, the video gets another view. (laughs) And so you want, you want that kind of content that creates the, the audience to argue amongst themselves for the thing to blow up. And that's why it got 600,000 views because people were fighting amongst themselves and some people got the joke and some people didn't. And, And I just, the ones who don't get the joke are just so, so effing funny. And so this morning someone posted a in store video, they didn't show, you know, as real videos go, whenever there's a fight, you don't get the first part of the video because people don't pull out the cameras until the fight ensues. But apparently yeah. someone pissed off the woman at a Wendy's and she's like throwing shakes out the window and trying to drive, climb out the drive through window to kick his ass. And so I stitched it and because I have so many, so many quote unquote people pissed off about me suggesting that you stick at the drive through window when no one's behind you to run the uh, service time up i just i do it and i said when someone won't get off your service timer <laughs> and i just post it just <laughs> just to reignite the fire of the people who were so pissed about my last video uh, it's just so oh. so fucking yeah. silly <laughs> oh man do, 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 do. i'm just looking at my list of shit here um yeah oh do 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 oh you know, we can't have a good holiday here in uh, Florida without, you know, gunshots being fired. <laughs> Do you hear about the shooting at Alani Kai this weekend? Oh, on the beach, Fort Myers? Yeah, yeah right behind Alani Kai. Uh, Dateline, Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Shots were fired during a large fight on Fort Myers Beach on Monday afternoon, according to Lee County Sheriff's Office. During a busy memorial celebration... Ah, Nothing says Memorial Weekend like a good shooting. Uh, During the busy Memorial Day celebration on the beach, multiple people began fighting just around 5 p.m. on the Beachside Avenue C before shots were heard and deputies said. Witness said a man shot a um, black and silver handgun multiple times before running away. As a firearm enthusiast, I can tell you that if it was black and silver, it was a cheap-ass gun because usually the only guns that are black and silver are cheap-ass semi-automatic guns or revolvers. So he wasn't a firearm enthusiast, I can tell you that. Um, No one was injured in the shooting. Now, unless you shot up or down, not that I want anybody to get hit or not that I condone this, but the cynical person in me says, how bad of a shot do you got to be to squeeze yeah. off around on Fort Myers Beach on Memorial Day and yeah. not hit anybody. Yeah. That everybody. person needs to go out to L.A. and sign up for LAPD because it hasn't been since the <laughs> few years. Remember when that uh, that dickhead shot those cops and they were chasing him down? I think he was an ex-cop himself. And he was like in a black truck. And LAPD yeah. was out in the morning and they found like a silver Nissan, even though he was like in a black Toyota. And they yeah. shot. 33 rounds into a, a silver Nissan that had two Hispanic chicks that were on their way to clean houses. 
32 rounds in the back window of a truck and didn't hit either one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. So this person is right up there with LAPD. Uh, Southwest Florida Crime Stoppers released a photo of the shooting suspect on Tuesday morning. An updated version of the photo showing the witness recording the shooting has since been released. Deputies are investigating the incident and now asking for the public's help in identifying the suspect. Law enforcement is also searching for the witness to the shooting. He is described by officials as a white male. <laughs> so that should be easy to find. We're for a white male on Fort Myers Beach on Memorial Day. We should yeah. have many minute now, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> so one more time, um, if you guys haven't done so um, yet, if you've never been to Laughing Comedy Clay, first and foremost, shame on you because we've done the Digital 410 Presents A Night of Comedy where we've all gone over to the Laughing Comedy Cafe, and we need to do that again, Larry. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you guys need to head over to laughingcomedycafe.com and just go on the calendar and look for the headline LMAO. That's Laugh My Ass Off for those of you who don't know. Network TV taping with uh, Nathan Wallace, Larry Venturino, and Jamie Morgan. General mission price is $10. That's cheaper than a movie. And yeah. VIP seats are $15. And go and uh, add to your cart and get those tickets now. And as I said, A.J. Wilkerson, who's also been on the show before, um, we'll be there as well as a handful of other comedians. So where else can you go and see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people for 10 bucks? The answer? Yeah. Fucking nowhere. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's a fun a fun night just to tape for, you know, for a TV, uh, basically a TV show and stuff like that. So it'll be a fun time all, all along. So One of, uh, when we did the, uh, a night of comedy with digital 410 one of my listeners and his wife came up to me and you after the show remember that he said this is our first live comedy ever and they mm-hmm. were blown away and they could cool. not believe how fun it is and i i'm a big proponent for live comedy you know the i want to show my age and me going back to technology you know the first live comedy act i ever saw who uh harlan wayans I think who was yeah. the African American comedian? Uh, was a, his name was Red? Red Fox? No, he, he was. Um, <laughs> no, I think his name was Red. Um, anyhow, this was in 2003 at the Irvine Improv, and it was an America Online streaming comedy oh, hour. Wow! And that's like back when high speed internet was 250 megs down. So you can imagine the buffering fest that was. Luckily, I got to see it live, but. Yeah. Um, Yep, that was the first time, and it was at the Irvine Improv, and it was for America Online's Night of Comedy. But if you guys yeah. want to see some, if you first and foremost, if you've never seen live comedy, this would be a great night to start. Um, once again, ticket prices are right. You can't beat that with a stick. And um, for June 6th, you know, you can go home and celebrate the uh, anniversary of D-Day, and then you can go out and wash away those hard feelings with some good laughs because you're going to need them <laughs> and you can enjoy a night of comedy and who knows maybe you'll see my smiling face there too um larry i want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight um if you have whiskey in a barrel for several years the whiskey will get better but the same is not true for people hit the wrong button <laughs> but that was well worth it thank you guys so much thanks to larry venturino and Larry, where can people find you on TikTok? And are you still on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all at Larry Venturino. Website, LarryVenturino.com. So, yeah, check it out. And, uh, yeah, I, I respond to everything. Like, you hit me up on there or 
or whatever uh, Instagram, different uh, content than obviously than TikTok and stuff like that. I post a lot of stuff about my upcoming shows on Instagram or some like like funny memes, or at least I think they're funny memes, but then TikTok is obviously a whole different world and I do a lot of weird shit on there. So Absolutely. Thank you guys. And as always, this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all Southwest Florida since 2003. Even if you don't live in Southwest Florida, they can help you with a remote connection via their website with your permission, of course. So give them a call at 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com or look up Act Computers on Facebook. For Larry Venturino, I'm Don Abernathy. Gordon will be back next week. Thank you guys so much and we'll talk to you soon. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>